Namaskar. This is Akhilesh Bhargav. Welcome to Tidbits on Business and Finance with me. India's festival season, beginning from Ganesh Chaturthi to Diwali, is the most important part of its business calendar. The season contributes to over 50% of the annual sales in the economy, of which up to 40% comes in the run-up to Diwali itself. This Diwali saw some hectic spending by Indians after a two-year lull because of the COVID pandemic. The consumer spending was brisk, not just for essential items, but also for the purchase of discretionary items like vehicles, consumer electronics, etc., what the Brits call delayable purchases. And it was also hectic spending on travel and holidays, displaying a backlog of two years. The Diwali spending is over, and the billion dollar question is whether the momentum of such spending will continue into Christmas and into the new year, or will it fizzle out soon? That to us depends on the trajectory of inflation, household income, jobs and livelihood, business confidence, and the overall sentiment in the Indian and in the global economy. India's external sector in the matter of exports has been under stress because of the slowdown and recession in countries like the UK, USA and the European Union, which raises the question whether the engine of domestic demand alone is enough to keep pulling the Indian economy onto an upward trajectory of rapid growth and whether this engine, that is consumer spending, will maintain its speed and momentum or not. Let us examine certain reports about the state of the Indian economy to understand where is it headed to. The Finance Ministry, in its September 2022 report on the state of the Indian economy, says that notwithstanding the inflation uncertainties because of geopolitical conflicts which may intensify, the growth and stability concerns for India are less than those for the world at large. About the growth projection for the current year, the ministry referred to the latest IMF report, which estimates India's growth rate at 6.8% for the current financial year 2023 and 6.1% for the year thereafter, which is the financial year 2024. The ministry contends that the long-awaited domestic economic cycle which has started will accelerate once the current external shocks geopolitical conflicts and the monetary tightening fade away. Corporate and bank balance sheets are ready for such takeoff of private investment, says the ministry. With an apparent reference to the desire of MNCs to exit China, the finance ministry says in this report that recent developments in the region further bolster the relative attractiveness of India as an investment destination. It mentions that economic activity in India as measured by the PMI index stood at 56.7 during the first half of the current financial year, which is way above the global level of 51. The ministry then says that retail inflation in India at 7.2% in the first half of the current financial year was way below the average world inflation of 8% during this period. The rupee weakened by 5.4% against the US dollar according to the ministry, which is much lower than the depreciation of 8.9% of 
of six major currencies in the dollar index. The government thrust on CapEx, the report says, has remained uninterrupted during the current fiscal. The government CapEx till August 2022 was 46.8% higher than as compared to the same period last year. The rising capital expenditure of the government has induced capital formation in the private sector, which is mirrored in the robust performance of the manufacturing sector during the last six months, according to the ministry. And it finally says that the higher ratio of capital expenditure in the total government expenditure reflects a major improvement in the quality of government spending. The finance ministry, however, flagged upside risks to inflation, whose trajectory is dependent on geopolitical factors. It expects the elevated imported inflation to be an upside risk to growth, further amplified by a rising dollar. While the finance ministry presents a robust and upbeat state of the Indian economy, and its report is conspicuously silent about the real challenges that plague the economy and impact its macros. And those problems and challenges include unemployment, inequality, poverty, dipping household income, stagnant private investment, etc., about which the report is silent about. And it is because of that there is a significant disconnect about the state of the economy as between the report of the finance ministry and those that come from other sources. Let us examine certain other reports which give a far more realistic and real-time database picture of the Indian economy. The findings of the latest NCAER survey on business conference in India and which covered 496 companies across India are certainly a report to note. And what are the findings of this NCAER survey on business confidence? The first finding, the business confidence index in India fell for the second straight quarter at the end of September. It fell from 138.5 in the June quarter to 132.5 in the September 2022 quarter, which is also a steep fall from 142.9 in the March 2022 quarter. The second finding of NCR, though there has been a recovery in the index since the lows of the pandemic, it is, however, weak on three out of four of its components of the survey. And where is it weak? It is weak in the matter of whether the overall economic confidence will be better in the next six months. It is weak in the matter of whether the present investment climate is positive or not, and whether the present capacity utilization is close to or is above the optimal levels. The third finding of the NCIR survey, the business sentiment has softened during the current financial year in the matter of production, domestic sales, exports, imports of raw materials and of orders on hand. And despite buoyancy in the matter of ex-factory prices, yet the expectation of the survey respondents about pre-tax profits has only weakened, which is they are uncertain about their own earnings. The survey participants said that over the next six months, they expect to hire more unskilled and casual labor, but not skilled and permanent employees. In other words, they are not sure about the durability of job that they would be able to generate. 
So the overall business confidence index measured by the NCR survey has certainly weakened in this financial year. Yet another newspaper report in the matter of rural demand for the FMCG products also paints a picture of a slowdown and an uncertain recovery. The report says that FMCG companies are still reeling from a slump in rural demand which has been sluggish and weighs on their volume growth and this rural demand constitutes about 35% of their sales and thus it matters. The second point in the report is that the slowdown in rural demand which began in September 2021 due to the steep inflation, lower wages and poor sentiment has been hurting packaged consumer goods companies like Dabur, Marico, Hindustan Unilever etc. The Dabur CEO said that for the first time in five quarters, demand in the hinterland is lagging behind the urban markets. This is a setback for us, he says. Rural demand for FMCG products has been hit by liquidity pressures, inflation and a patchy monsoon. The report then says that the HUL CEO quotes Nielsen data to point out that FMCG sales by volume have declined by 9% in the rural markets and by 3% in the urban markets. The report says that inflation impact has been much more pronounced in the rural markets as compared to the urban markets despite higher capital investment and additional spending by the government and programs like Manrega etc which are meant to directly benefit the rural population. The recent numbers of Hindustan Unilever Limited report a value growth in sales but they report a volume decline and that is explained in a recent Cantor report which says that Indians are buying more but smaller packs of grocery products as compared to the pre-pandemic levels. The package sizes have shrunk drastically and the consumption in grammage or in weight has fallen by about 14%. Cantor says that the average monthly sales of FMCG packs for all products stood at 19.2 billion packs during April to August or 62 packs per family up from 15 billion packs or 51 packs per family before the COVID outbreak. In pre-pandemic times, the average weight per pack was 438 grams, which has sharply dipped now to 308 grams. And that explains why volume sales are not picking up. The fact is that of all the four engines of growth, consumer spending is the most reliable indicator of the growth trends in the economy. Consumer spending is both a reliable indicator as well as a trigger for growth and that it has been patchy and uncertain, thus impacting the overall state of the Indian economy. Instead of watching the economy through the one-sided rosy reports of the government, like the one issued by the finance ministry, look at it through the eyes of the market data where the real story lies and you'd rather follow the market data because that represents the ground reality. This is Akhilesh Bhargav signing off till we meet again. Namaskar. Now be the first to know about the latest updates on our new news app. Go on your Android or iOS, search for HW News Network. Download our app, choose the language you prefer to get updates in. 
and be up to date with the latest news.